Greetings and salutations. Hi. I'm Josh Belcher. Get the super sauce. I'll change into my super suit. <laughs> this is Uncharted. Greetings, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen of all shapes, sorts, and sizes. This is Josh Belcher, host of the Uncharted Podcast. Welcome to it, episode 106. Got some awesome guests on this episode. We've got Gary Chapman, who's got a new variety show called Surprisingly Entertaining Comedy Show. Its debut is May 5th, Cinco de Mayo at Zany's. We've got Chris Turner, a Marine vet and country music star who is doing his part to help stop the curve of PTSD and veterans' issues through music. Uh, really an honor to speak with him. appreciate all the men and women that serve our country. This has been a really great week for me. went to Zany's Nashville, saw Chris Kattan of Saturday Night Live fame, watched him do his set and his brand of comedy stylings. Very funny. Got to meet him, talk to him a little bit after the show. Uh, really cool to see somebody that I grew up uh, enjoying uh, off his skits on Saturday Night Live. Also in comedy, I went to a comedy writing class. Uh, thank you, Jeff Allen, comedian extraordinaire, for inviting me into his home, giving me input. There was a group of people. It was my first invite as I'm thinking of getting back into stand-up. I gave it an old uh, good try at 25, did it for a little while, then uh, it was getting in the way of my finances. had two young daughters to raise, so I hung it up. But if you've ever gotten into it and get the bug, it's like alcoholism or like loving some drugs. You never truly get it out of your system. Uh, I was going to plan on starting again at 40, but my friend and uh, sometimes co-host, the church comedian Brandon Skelton's birthday bash is coming up, and he asked me to do a guest set for his birthday stand-up comedy special. I agreed. I've got some material. I'm going to try it out. Hope some of it sticks. So anyway, comedy all around. So without further ado, let's get this Uncharted podcast started. Thank you so much for listening. This week on the Uncharted podcast, we've got Gary Chapman. Nashville's host, if you will. It's got a new variety show coming to Zany's Nashville. The debut is May 5th. It's called The Surprisingly Entertaining Comedy Show. Go to zanies.com, get your tickets. I'm going to be there. You should be there too. Let's check it out. We'll talk to Gary about that right now on Uncharted. First of all, I got, got really excited. I got my uh, annual Zany's monthly, I guess, email. Saw you've got a variety show coming up. Got very excited about this, and uh, thank you for taking the time. Just wanted to hear more about it. Sure enough, man. It's it's going to be fun. I'm sure of that part. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what um now what uh the now as far as a variety show like like um is it going to be like like when you hosted like the the Nashville show uh, back in the day? You know, I mean there'll be elements of that I would suspect. Um. I did a I did a regular show from the Ryman for six years uh, called Sam's Place, and we had a thing that just sort of developed in that show, where uh, at the beginning of each show, I would invite people in the crowd. I mean, you know, it's twenty one hundred people. There's bound to be somebody that you know is, is brave and talented, and I just said, okay, if you have something that you do that you're proud of, you need to at some point. 
come down here to the side of the stage. There'll be somebody there to, to greet you. And I had a couple of people down there that I've trusted to kind of vet people and pick out two or three. And then later in the show, we would come, have them come up and do their deal. And it turned into the best part of the show many times. It was just hilarious. <laughs> yes. I mean, if, if they're great, they're great, right? Yeah. If they're not great, it's hilarious because they're, because they're already brave and they wouldn't be there. So they can take it. They're going to be fine, right? And, you know, you got to be sensitive and not be a jerk about it. But, but yeah, it was just so much fun. So there's going to be, uh, ultimately, there will be that element in this. It started just with some of us talking just saying, what would it be like to just do a whole show like that? Just let the town know, hey, you're good at something. Come on down, and uh, you know, you, you, you know, if you, there'll be a lot of singers, obviously. Yep. Here we are, but you know, if you happen to be able to swallow a football and not die, come on. I want to. We want to see that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it's no home spark. Now we will at the same time. It's it's more like uh, the the TN show in that we'll, you know we'll stack the deck to some degree. We don't want people to show up and just go, okay, that was bizarre. Uh, so there will be there's, there's almost every great songwriter, quite frankly, is hilarious. And they all write song after song after song after song that they know will never get cut, that they're just ridiculously entertaining. Uh-huh. And uh, so like, Chris Wallen is going to be that guy for this show. I mean, you know, good grief. He'll, it's just such a one-two punch to get up and, and sing Don't Blink and then turn around and write and then sing some bizarre song about some crazy girl you grew up with and yeah. just have just leave the place in a pile. So it's it'll have all of those elements. Yeah, and, and another thing exciting and and, I, and that's what I love about it cuz uh I you know been living in Nashville my whole life, love music, love the comedy aspect. I saw, you know, Stephen Bargatze. He's uh, I'm so excited. I've never seen him before. I know what he, he's a magician, he's hilarious. Uh Reno Collier I mean, you got somebody oh, yeah. playing a, playing accordion. It's almost like it, it's like it's like going to be mind boggling. Like, well worth the price of admission, and on Cinco de Mayo. So, so how cool! <laughs> I just I like. How'd you compile all this? You just did you just choose these people, or did they come to you? Uh, you know, it's it's a collective thing. There's a there's a, I guess there's one, two, three, including uh, uh, Dorfman who owns Zanies. There's probably four of us that are kind of involved in, in piecing it together. And, and then, of course, once word gets out, what we're doing, everybody's involved. That's the beauty of it. I'll, I guarantee you, I'll wind up taking 20 calls a week of friends saying, dude, have you heard what so-and-so does? And that's, you know, it'll just, be, it'll just happen organically over time. But, uh, but yeah, we you know, we kind of collectively put together something that'll cover a bunch of different pieces like like uh, the accordion lady she was actually a segment producer for for my show at, at a TNN. she is she is a grammy nominated polka artist they call wow. they literally they literally call her the button box queen because that little accordion she plays you know it's called a button box and uh so she's essentially going to be the house band for this show She'll do the bumper music in between acts and all this stuff. She's and she's just oh my gosh, she's written some hilarious songs. She is a one I will demand that she do. Um, she's, she's she's a Yankee, and you know she's been down south now for a long time. But 
but she's uh, she's written a song called "That's What I Like About the North." And it's, <laughs> it's it's hilarious. It's uh, I can't wait to hear it. That sounds funny. And, and when you said Yankee, I already knew what I knew where you were going. I was like, "Yep, I, I've been there." Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So I mean, it's so good to to have live entertainment again. It's such a variety. Of thing. I mean, this is going to be a smash success, and you're going to reoccur. This is going to be is this going to be like a monthly like a monthly residency or whatever you want to call it? Yeah, that's that's the plan. You know, obviously, we'll be able to show up for that to be uh, the reality, but um, but I, I suspect we'll do okay with it. Yep, I think it's going to be great. I'm very excited. It's going to, it's going to be a date night for me, uh, so I'm pretty pretty pumped. Um, so uh, aside from that, which is cool, I'm looking forward to it on Cinco de Mayo. Uh, get your tickets at Zanies. I know they're going up fast. I had a couple of questions for you. I wanted to ask. Are you podcasting yourself? Because I would think a, a man of your caliber would have one, and I, I couldn't find it while I was internet you know, yesterday. It's, it's, it's interesting you would ask. I I, uh, I should. Yes, I should. I do not. Um, and, I, and I'm about to change that because, you know, I've, I've just kind of literally scrolled through social media. I don't work at it. If I have sure. something to say, I'll do it. And it's usually, you know, uh, it's usually either very funny to some people or very offensive to others. And and uh, you know, I'm just I'm just opinionated. I have I have things I care about, and and I, over time, I have developed a knack for communicating. So yeah, I should do it. I should do it because I'm sure I'll get booted off of every social media platform before it's all over. And I'd, I'd rather have some autonomy. Yeah, because when I thought if somebody should be doing it, it should be you for sure. You know, uh, watching you through the uh, through the years and everything you've been involved in. I mean, just a man of many talents. One of the greatest singers in Nashville, in my opinion. Um, do you? Uh, and I, well, I saw on Facebook you have like a uh, a little program you do with your wife. That seems to be pretty popular. What's that all about? <laughs> that's that's a perfect example of, of <laughs> us not having a clue. Uh, <laughs> She's really funny, and she's she's a blast. She's just uh, just absolute, you know, West Virginia redneck, and uh, and she's a great cook. So she wanted to do a Zoom call with a bunch of her girlfriends, and and all of them cook a thing at the same time. And I knew it was going to be a, a cluster. So I said, well, why don't you do that and let me set up a camera and let me let me Facebook live stream it. And let's just let's just see where it goes. She said, "Well, I'll do it if you'll sing a couple of songs because that'll help people, you know, maybe want to show up to check it out." I said, "Sure, fine." So we started doing this thing. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, uh, you know, we'll get we'll get fourteen, fifteen thousand views on these things. We don't even try. We're just being idiots. And uh, you know, it, it's pretty it's pretty bizarre. So, yeah, Sunday nights in Wisconsin. It's uh, it's fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the clips I watched. Um, and then of course I heard you a few months back. <clears throat> I was thinking it was super talk. Uh, are you into CBD oil? What's this venture about? Well, my son uh, Matt got the uh, the very first grower's license for uh, for industrial hemp. You know, it doesn't get you high. Some people some people are not happy about that part of it, but that's that's their problem. <laughs> But um, and I understand, I get it. But uh, but it is it is awfully good for you health wise. Um, he got the first grower's license and didn't, 
you know, he had never uh, he never had a business or been involved in anything like that. So I, I started working with him to, to just help him, you know, develop the brand and get going. And uh, and that one thing led to another. Uh, now I'm, I'm with some guys down in Florida. Uh, our focus is not is not 100 percent on the on the CBD side. You know that, that's all about the flower. Um, the rest of that miraculous plant, which you know our government ridiculous stupidly outlawed because they were trying to make rich people richer back in the 30s. Um, they uh, it, it just has so much value. We're focused on the fiber and the protein. The uh, the fiber side is very exciting. Uh, the reality is, uh, it, I mean, I feel like a guy in the 60s talking about plastics. Now it's going to be the new way. But the reality is if you can make it out of plastic, you can make it out of hemp. Only it's lighter, it's stronger, it's biodegradable. Think about that. Let your brain spin for a while when you think about that. As you go through the day to day, casually just look around the room and go, oh, crap, you can make that out of hemp. It, it truly is uh it, it may be in the long run um, more disruptive than tech. It could be. It's just because it's, you know it's not zeros and ones flying through the air. It's, it's you hold it in your hand, and it just changes a lot of things. It's, it's just very good for it's good for the world. You know, the whole world's divided into two groups on several issues. One of them being you know the climate change thing. You got half the, half the population of the planet thinking that we're we're going to kill ourselves in relatively short order due to our ignorance, and then you got the other half that are going, "Oh, that's just all crap. It's just rich people get rich, uh, get richer off of you know carbon tax credit scam, whatever." The reality is, they're both probably right to some degree. What we do, what we're planning to do, it stops that argument. We stop that argument with a question. And the question is this, do you think it's a good idea or not to be a good steward of the planet you've been given to live on? And if you do, man, this, it really does change a lot of things. A giant island of water bottles that's floating around out in the Pacific, once we get that cleaned up, we're going to have to make another one. These things, you can make a, you can make a water bottle that is marine biodegradable today. Think about that. It goes away. It's actually good for the soil. Yeah. They plant, dude. They're planting hemp on, in, on nuclear waste sites. It leaches all the heavy metals and and pollutants out of the soil into the plant. It sucks all the junk out of the soil. You can clean soil by planting hemp. It's amazing. Anyway, I get I get fired up about it. Yeah, I got no. It's exciting stuff. I'm on board with it. I I, I like to hear about it I, as a. 38-year-old man that had total shoulder replacement, I've had to have some oil just to, you know, it, it'll it'll soothe it in a way that a, you know, a heavy dose of pain medication won't, you know what I mean, where you can still kind yeah, of control and function. Exactly, and you're not, you're not left, you know, dependent on something that you didn't really want to be dependent on. Yeah. Well, hey, you probably, you probably hooked up, but um, if you ever need one, you know, you know where I am. Hey, and it's a drug deal. First one's free, so just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I, I wanted to bring up you. You uh, discussed on the website, and I just had him on the pod. He's a phenomenal human, and I was just I liked that you liked him as well because I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, Scott Sean White. He's like awesome, and, and I love oh, him. Man. He's kind of plugged in. 
Scott is, uh, I mean, I meant what I said. He's he's really uh, one of the, and I don't say this with any malice toward any human, but when I came to Nashville, uh, you know, I got my first songwriting contract in 79, I think. And it was such a different world, it was a different community. Songwriting was different. It was it was a craft to be taken very, very seriously. And uh, that's not so much the case as much anymore. There are still people that that are that are doing that. But you know, interesting thing happens when you stop paying people for doing what they're great at. Uh, everybody thinks they can do it, <laughs> so you wind up with a bunch of really, really weak, horrible songs. Um, but, but Scott Stone White is a throwback. He could absolutely drive into town in, in 1978 and be a star because he he's a, he's a poet. He's a thinker. He's a lover of people. He's a lover of words. He is great at what he does. And and I'm I'm just I'm crazy about him. He's he's an amazing guy. Man, he's he just is. a good good soul too. Good grief. He's just. He's he's a foxhole friend, man. You yeah, you him. you hit the nail on the head because that song "Dad's Garage" and "Mom's Kitchen." Oh my god! Oh my god! It's ridiculous. Yeah, that is a jam amongst jams. Like when I hear it, you almost have to pause and like try to fight tears back because it can relate to just about everybody, unless you never had parents, I guess. <laughs> well, well, and, and honestly, if you never had parents, it might hit you harder. Um, yeah. You know, and and by the way, don't fight. I'll fight those tears. Let them have those. I, I, I don't. Now that I'm getting a little more seasoned, I, uh, I I do kind of cry. But you know, I'm six foot tall and I'm teetering to 300 pounds. It just looks kind of funny. Uh, that's okay. That's <laughs> right. Set an example for all the other giants. That's it. Well, uh, let, let's talk about you. Uh, new music or what, what's on the horizon for you as far as like uh, you know singing performances other than the variety show? Like, do you have any new albums on the horizon or anything? You know, I, I do. I, I I tend to have to, to do a record about every, oh, I don't know. It seems like every five or six years, I just have to get one out of my system. I've just got a, a bunch of songs that I care about, and, and, I'm, and I want to see them have a life. So, yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'll probably start one here very quickly. And it won't take me long. I don't, I don't mess around with it. <laughs> yeah. we, we definitely we definitely need another one looking forward to that um well anyway gary thank you so much for chatting with me i wouldn't take up too much of your time i am going to send you something though uh we were both at the james burton concert back when humans could get together yep yep and i took a picture of me and my friend and you're in the back of it it's the best nonchalant photo bomb ever and i just wanted to see it. <laughs> i gotta see it that's awesome yeah, send yeah, away. Uh, uh, Brian, bless his soul, what a great guy. Um, he set me up there in that booth, and you were there. I didn't want to har- harass you or bother you. Of course, I didn't want to fan out on you. And I, and I kind of lifted up and took a picture, and I didn't realize it. After this, I was like, oh, man, he's in there and didn't even want to be. I, I don't know if I had to get a pressure slip or something, but I just always wanted to see him. You're okay. You're okay. My lawyer will get in touch with you. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, hey. <laughs> but uh, – uh, thank you so much, and when this uh, when this gets out, I'll send it to you, and I'll be there with bells on. I don't know if I have any talent, but I'll definitely enjoy uh, spectating. Well, I'm thinking I'm thinking you might ought to break break into song or something. I mean, come do something. I think you've yeah. got it in you. We'll figure it out. If I get the, if I get the uh, hankering, I, I will jump up. I'll be like a Pentecostal uh, service member. I'll have my arms thrown up, screaming, all that. Good I love stuff. it. That's exactly yeah. what we're looking for. 
Right now on Charted, we've got Marine Vet turned country music singing sensation Chris Turner. We're going to talk to him about his new EP on the horizon, his robust touring schedule, and what he's doing to help his fellow men and women in service cope with PTSD and veterans' issues through his music. All that and more is right now. Enjoy. Chris Turner, a Marine vet, country artist. Uh, thank you so much for your service to this great country. I uh, appreciate you taking the time and learning about your uh, country music and uh, everything you got going on. So thank you for being on Uncharted with us today. Well, Josh, I appreciate you having me, man. It means the world to me. Thank, thanks for taking time out of your day to, you know, uh, interview me and talk about my music and just let me allow me to tell you a little about a little bit about who I am. So thank yeah. you. Well, you know, to me, there's there's nothing better than the men and women that serve this country, and then uh, you know, you you giving back just icing on the cake, you know, with the PTSD and the veterans' issues through music. Uh, can, can we talk about that and why that cause is so near and dear to you? I, I think I have an idea, but I'd just like to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, uh, you know, when I first started, you know, playing guitar, I, I grew up in a town with two red lights, a Hardys, and a Piggly Wiggly down in South Carolina, in a little town called 96, and I figured there's more to life than stretching barbed wire and slinging square bales of hay. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to join the Marine Corps. So uh, even when I was a teenager, I always wrote one-liners or whatever on paper, and i still got a folder in my dresser drawer now that I go back to, and I look at how horrible it is, but I was told a long time ago that crap makes the best fertilizer, right? So I'll go, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll go back, and I'll look through that folder from time to time, and I'll, I'll, I might an idea might spark me to write or something, you know, to where – I was thinking one way then, but I, I, you know, with a little bit more wisdom and a little bit more age on me now, I, I think a completely different way. So I did that, and then when I joined the Marine Corps, I went to boot camp at Powers Island, and I did it because a girl broke my heart, man. She she broke my heart, and the next day, that night, I went to the recruiting office. Told the recruiter, I was like, hey, if we're going to do it, we're leaving now. And he happened to have a ship date the very next day. So I, I showed up the next morning at the recruiting office, signed the dotted line, and I was on the footprint to Paris Island at 4 o'clock the next day. Golly. Yeah, it was time to get out. So I went through boot camp, went through MCT, went out to uh, 29 Palms, California for my MOS training, which I was a field wireman. You know, a lot of people, I like to say we was I was a grunt with a cable on my back. But, you know, you get this wish list, and my wish list was to be as far away from my hometown as possible. So I, my first choice was Okinawa, Japan. So yeah. I got orders to Okinawa, and I was over there for a year. So I told myself while I was over there, I was like, you know what, I've wrote my whole life, and – I really would love to learn how to play guitar and put that writing to music. Yeah. And that's where it all started at. It was a uh, a barracks room in uh, Okinawa, Japan, in a place called Camp Hansen. So I yeah. did that, and then I came back, and, you know, I'd play around campfires, and I'd come home on the weekends. And uh, But what, what really got me was, uh, and let me first notate, I am not a combat veteran, but a lot of people put PTSD and moral injury in this little box to where it has to be associated with veterans, but it goes so much deeper than that. Uh-huh. So for me, I had just gotten promoted to corporal, and I had my fire team over to my barracks, and we were just sitting around hanging out eating pizza. You know, I think I bought a six-pack for four of us because we had PT the, ne- PT the next morning, which is physical training. Uh-huh. And we did that in the morning corps every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So we had formation at 0530 the next morning. Now, I'll never forget it. There's this dark green Marine named Private Sprinkle, and uh, he was from Orangeburg, South Carolina. And after we got done, he looked at me and said, hey, Corporal Turner, congratulations. I'll see you at PT in the morning. This is like uh, 130 in the morning, right? So we got four hours before PT. So, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a long night. 
<laughs> but I got a call at 4.45 that same morning. Said, hey, Corporal Turner, we need you down here at the barracks. Something's up with Private Sprinkle. And I'm like, man, he was not the most squared away Marine. You know what I mean? Constance yeah. always rode him really hard. And uh, I'm like, oh, my God, was he the guy in too, man? Like, don't tell me he went back, drank a 12-pack, got an alcohol-related incident. It's just something I don't need on my watch right now. I just got promoted. Yeah. I get down there, and the duty NCO told me, he's like, hey, man, I just want to tell you that uh, all this fuss out here with the ambulance stuff, Private Sprinkle put a web belt around his head, uh, neck and hung himself last night. Yeah. That's, uh, so he left my room and went straight to his room and hung himself. And for me, you know, just the thought, because I never saw it coming. And, you know, I had survivor's guilt for the longest time. What could I have done? Why did I not see the signs? And why did my Marine die on my watch, you know? So for me, in a long list of uh, things that happened, you know, during my childhood, which is a song for another time, you know, that's that's my mentality. So when I got out of the Marine Corps, I was like, you know what, I want to move to Nashville and do what I love to do. You know, I, I, I was playing guitar, putting, writing uh, songs, and, you know, the best therapy in the world is a six-string and a legal pad. So I got to Nashville and thought I was going to set the world on fire and, you know, just came up here and started doing it. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to use it for the good, you know, because I, I have a tendency to cut songs or write songs that are where I am specifically in my life at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, being a veteran, you know, I want to do it. And I'm not going to lie, man. When I first came to town, I was trying to plant a flag and collect a paycheck. Yeah, yeah, sure. But the more I learned, I didn't really learn about PTSD to probably 2012, 2013, and the ins and the outs of it, the actual depth of it. Uh-huh. And, you know, then I was like, you know what, there's a mission here. And then I started you know, thinking about it and all the stuff that happened in my life came back to, to my brain and then started talking to some of my buddies who I, was, who I served with who got out after I did, who actually got deployed and went to Iraq and Afghanistan and, you know, just talking to them and, 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 and what was going on. And, you know, I, I hate to say it, but a lot of people don't really understand this. It's like going to college for four years and not being able to utilize your degree when you get out, well, that's kind of the thing with the Marine Corps. You train for four years, and the only thing you want to see is the actual real-life situation that you've been planning for for four years. Yeah, and it's yeah. not it's not a brainwashing thing. It's just like, hey, you know what? My brothers are there, and my family's there, and we need to be there. Mm-hmm. So uh, <clears throat> anyway, so, you know, I got back, and, you know, as I started to learn and think about PTSD, you know, I think it was 2017, the song If You Drink landed in my lap. And it was written by uh, John Cirillo, Sarah Spencer, and Dan Reifsnyder. Yeah, they they wrote this song and I wasn't looking to cut anybody else's material because I thought I had the whole project written, right? Or, Or selected. But whenever I heard this song, the first visual I got was a veteran who was just like sitting in a room by himself, just drinking all the time. And I was like, man, it would be really cool if we could capture this on camera to where the vet goes for a drive and he runs at this VFW and meets up with his buddies and his buddies say, Hey, if you're going to drink, come drink one with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fortunately enough, you know, I'd met Randy Couture during that time frame, And, uh, you know, I told him the idea for it and he's like, man, I'll come to Nashville and direct it and, and, and oh, actually okay. star in it if you want me to. That's cool. 
Yeah, so we uh, we cut that video, man, and it just all lined up perfectly because of traveling. Vietnam War Memorial Wall was in Nashville that weekend that he was in town. Mm-hmm. So we wow. were able we were able to film the backside of that video at Harpeth Hills Cemetery down in Bellevue where they had the, the wall at, man. And it's just the very end of that video is just like so mind blowing, and it makes chills run up you run up your spine every time you that see is. it. I mean, it's it's really crazy. That's, but that then, <laughs> yeah. But with that, you know, then throughout all that, I met a guy named Bob Waldrop, and this is my latest venture, and. Bob Waldrop's part of a 501c3 down in Birmingham, Alabama called Crosswinds Foundation, and they have an umbrella called Warriors on Mission. Well, Warriors on Mission and Bob, they developed this 10-week curriculum called the HOPE curriculum that deals with healing, opportunity, peace, and empowerment. And uh, the idea is, as veterans helping veterans to where, you know, we can train leaders in the community, whether they be vets or civilians or whatever, to deliver this 10-week curriculum to a group of vets or anybody who needs it. And uh, it, I've been through the leadership portion of it, man, and, it, and I mean, just the material is so, so great. But what's more than that, you know, me and Bob were talking about two or three years ago, and I told him, I was like, man, I would love to be able to go out and play VFWs and just play VFWs and American Legions and make it happen. Well, he's like, you, you, you're on to something. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I got this hope curriculum. What if we combine the two, the two of them? I was like, man, that's great. So, hence the birth of the Freedom Tour. And our first yeah. big kickoff of the Freedom Tour is this Friday night at Bowl Patriot. And uh, we're calling it Mission 4575 because we're trying to raise $4,575 to build a VFW in Murfreesboro for 4575 So, right. you know, <laughs> while we're there, what will happen is we'll have an acoustic act. You know, the lovely Miss Tarish Potter is going to open up for us for about 45 minutes. And then Bob will come on and talk about the curriculum the freedom tour and where we're headed with it and what our mission is. And, you know, we like to say the freedom tour uh, music with a mission. And we're going to have uh, Danny Rocco from devoted to a soldier is going to be doing a podcast live from there. And so is Travis Partington, who's also a Marine vet. He's got something called Oscar Mike radio. They're going to be doing a live podcast from there. And we're just going to be out there, man, trying to have a good time. We're going to have raffles and, you know, just have a good time and just try to, you know, recruit some leaders to teach this course because, you know, going back to the beginning where I said I wanted to plant my flag and uh, collect a paycheck, well, as I've been in town and on this mission, it's more than that now. I don't want to be just an artist who plants a flag and does a USO show. I actually want to be a veteran artist who actually leaves re- resources behind, and that's what I'm most excited about. And that's awesome. Are, are you going to play this new catchy tune you just uh, discovered called All in the Same Boat? Oh yeah, man. That's become a staple now on my show and I'm really excited about that song, man. It's it's a great song and I think everybody in today's world can really relate to it, whether it's COVID yeah, or like you, or whatever. Yeah, you can relate to it and and it's got a good meaning and it's pretty catchy too. Yeah, yeah. Somebody told me it's kinda like uh Kenny Chesney meets Joe Walsh. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's got that kind of vibe to it, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm really proud of that song, man, and uh Rick Farrell and Bill DeLuigi and uh, Kim Page actually wrote that song, and again, it just landed in my lap, you know. Well, that's, that's it, it's just one of those. Well, yeah, sometimes a good one when they, like you said, when you, when you hear them, you can't help but want them, you know, no matter where they come from. Yeah, exactly, and I'm I'm really stoked about that song, man, because I think given, you know, we've got we, it's out at radio right now, and you can upload it through Play MPE, and uh, we're fixing to start pushing radio to spin it. And I, I'm really excited about what it can do, especially with it getting warmer and it being a summer month. And yeah, 
you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but we're opening for Trace Atkins at Mule Fest May 28th. That's cool. Yeah, I, I knew that, that they were having Mule Fest. I didn't know you were opening, but that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a great thing they're putting together for free for, for everybody. So that's too cool. Yeah, it's going to be really cool, and we're direct support, too, so we go on right before Trace does, and I, I think it's going to be, you know, being able to, like, really hit a crowd like that with all in the same boat just to see what kind of reaction they got, man. That's going to be really cool. Yeah, and people people moving here like crazy. I think Spring Hill's going to be full, so now we're 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 getting bunched in down here in uh, Mule Town. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, do, you, uh, do you have a new EP in the works? A new EP? Yes. I've got, uh, with all in the same boat, I've got another song called Let It All Out, and then another song that I wrote called Scars. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm working on three other ones, and I'm, I'm looking at titling the EP God Loves Me because everything about this EP, you know, I always do concept projects to where it's almost like writing a book, so one song flows with another one, just like I did with the American Made Project. Yeah. But the song God Loves Me that I wrote is actually about the hypocrisy in the world, and the hook to the song is like God loves me even if you don't. So. Yeah. The the whole way I want this whole structured EP to go is to where it, everything can go back to the title, like every song is a different chapter. So I'm I'm really excited about it. And another song I wrote called Who I Am that just like completely talk, talks about the flaws that I have in life. Mm-hmm. And God Loves Me, which is about the hypocrisy in the world. And you got scars, and you've got uh, uh, all in the same boat, and you've got Let It All Out. So, yeah, I'm really excited about it, and I'm hoping it's going to be finished by by the fall. That's cool. Hey, that's great. We're looking forward to it. But yeah, my last question was, you know, obviously, and you kind of added on it with a couple of dates, you know, one in Columbia and everything. And uh, so, uh, with restrictions, um, you know, kind of getting lifted, are you you got a full touring schedule now? Man, I am slammed right now. I've got I got the first two weeks off in May, and I'm gonna, I'm going to take some time to decompress. You know, I'm going down to I'm going to go down to Destin and hit the Gulf for about four or five days and just chill for a minute. Because whenever I get back, I am wide open. I've got uh, May 22nd. Actually, we're doing a combat veterans motorcycle ride uh, in Columbia that weekend. And right. then uh, the 28th, we're doing the uh, – the tra- well, the 20th, I'm doing Redneck Riviera in Nashville. And then uh, the uh, 22nd is the Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association. Then the 28th, we got the Trace show. And then the 29th, we're doing a show with Chuck Wicks over at uh, Buford Pussert Museum. Nice. And then, uh, you know, the first uh, first week of June, I'll be at a bar called Fat Daddy's up in Dover, Tennessee. And then uh, there's another one uh, the next weekend, I think. I'm, I can't even keep up with my schedule. But for the most part, I'm booked out right now until the middle of July. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a great thing for an artist. I'm glad to hear it because, you know, people like me, we want to come hear music again. You know, you, you can listen to it so much online, but eventually you just want to hear that pulse out loud, you know, and up close. <laughs> Man, you ain't kidding. And I mean, just the fact that, you know, I was riding down the road the other day and I saw two two tour buses headed up to 65 North. And I was like, thank God, man, the music's rolling again. I'm so yeah. glad to see the buses on the road. And that wraps up another edition of the Uncharted Podcast, episode 106. Special thanks to my guests, Gary Chapman and Chris Turner. Most importantly, thank you, the listener, because without you, there'd be no point in doing this podcast, just be talking to myself. So I really appreciate you taking the time. I want you to have a safe, happy, and healthy week full of awesomeness and happiness and whatever else you may want that's positive 
in your life. I'll catch you down the road for another episode. Thank you so much. This is Josh Belcher, Uncharted Podcast, signing off. Until next time.